You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. How dare you not notice, Maurice Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in trouble now. Yeah, I earned this one. <laughs> I really did. For for I'm being a hundred didn't phase me in the least bit. I swear. I, it's 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 such a dude thing. It really, honestly, is such a dude thing not to notice when a woman does something to her hair, even when she does something drastic to her hair. Apparently, your hair was very very long before. It was. It was <laughs> extremely long. And I, I I was the first person to see you. Sat in the studio. Didn't say a word. Nope. Not one. Not one. You always say good morning. I do nice. say good morning. Of course. <laughs> yes. And then every person that has walked in the studio since has commented on your hair first thing, out the gate. And now I feel horrible. It does look lovely. Th- thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I've been debating for a couple months now because that's how long it takes to decide whether or not you want to, like, you know, chop your hair. And I had some I had some pretty long locks, and I just needed to feel lighter. And I was like, all right, we're going to do this. But then I started waffling because we had Pride this past weekend. We were all Barbies, and my long hair was she was cooperating. She looked really good. And I'm like, do I want to do this? Do I want to cut all this off? So I put a poll on Instagram, as one does, to let other, you know, strangers decide what they do in their life. And 75% of people said, yes, cut it. And then obviously, do the math, 25% said, no, don't. And then the people who were commenting and sending me DMs were like, don't you remember? You hated it when you did it last time. And this was years ago, and it was really cool. We had a bunch of women come in studio, and we all chopped our hair for locks of love for awesome. breast cancer awareness. Like, it was it was really, really, it was touching, and there was a lot of emotion behind it. And I have never in my entire life had short hair. And we chopped it off to, like, the shoulders, right? And the first two weeks, I loved it. But then apparently after that, I couldn't stand it. And I hated it, and I wanted my long hair back. And I... I remember not being like a fan of it, but I do not remember hating it. And I think it's so crazy how the mind misremembers. Even my husband, I never mentioned any of this to him until the yesterday, right before the appointment. And I said, hey, what would you think if I cut my hair? And I know he's not going to care. He doesn't like, it's whatever's going to make me happy. And he turned around, he goes, all right, because I... I remember, and you don't. He goes, you loved it for the first two weeks, but then after that, <laughs> you hated it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. He goes, yes, you did. And then all these people in my DMs. One woman even reminded me that I thought it was a curse. Really? Because <laughs> all this bad stuff started happening to me after I cut my hair. And I was like, oh, my God. Do, do you just, like, how you just block out things and just create your own history? Uh-huh. I thought that was fascinating, but I cut it. <laughs> well, it is longer than the last cut. Like, I feel like the last cut I would qu- classify as, like, short, and this, I know to you it's short, but I would say it's, like, medium length. Correct. So, yes. so you're good. You lived, you learned, you changed a little bit. Yes. This isn't a curse. It's a blessing. It's, Ooh, we're going to change the narrative. Hashtag blessed, even though I freaking hate that. <laughs> so did you post that you actually went and cut it short? Yes, afterwards? I did. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we'll see if Bert, because he is running a few minutes behind, if yes. when he comes in, if he notices. Well, if, I mean, he may have or not have been on social media, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll test that theory out. So maybe you won't be alone, Mo. Maybe not. I hope <laughs> not, because I am right now. All right. So Kaylee, you, Cassie, and Abby all did something together 
Um, was it this? Was it last week? Friday. Okay. It was after the show. Um, I got an invitation, and this is kind of going to throw you back to be on a panel at the E Women's Network. E Women. What is what does E Women's Network mean? Well, it's a network um, networking event that's thrown by women. Uh-huh. Actually, um, I was one of the only wieners in the room. So I mean, like, <laughs> and and when I got, yeah. it. he thought yeah. it was the E Wiener. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I I misread it. Um, and so when I got invited, which I was honored because. I've never been asked to speak on a panel before. Uh-huh. And I've been asked twice now. One of them's in Nashville in February um, for a country like group. And I'm like, I'm not even in country, but I might come and talk on your panel. But so I got the invite and they asked me if I knew any women because they didn't want any more wieners. Um, and I, of course, I was like, who do podcasting? Because it was a podcasting panel. Um, and of course, I, I had to go for, with Ask Cassie. And I went with Abby because she has a very successful podcast too. Um, and they both joined me. They both took time out of their day. And we went to... Um, uh, this re- Italian restaurant that has a big banquet hall, and there was about sixty-ish business women there, and so we sat up on this panel on this in these chairs in front of everyone for about an hour. All right, before we continue, go ahead and give everybody's um, podcast a shout out, which is a part of Pioneer Networking. Correct. So, a- Abby, uh, break up, breakdown. Yes. And um, Cassie, real tall tales, mm-hmm. and me, the man fused podcast. So even my podcast is just man. It says man. So and I'm you know. <laughs> talking to all these women, but it was awesome. And we got reviews back. Ladies, I hadn't told you, they said we smashed it Woo! out of the park. Like, they got they got their money's worth. Too bad we didn't get paid, but... Uh, <laughs> but and, and I thought that... And there was one defining moment, I think, for me, um, and it was... So it was a question was asked about how to get interviews and, and you know, uh, what's best practices for, you know... It, asking somebody to, you know, come on your podcast or whatever. And, and the mic got handed to me and I was like, the most important thing you can do is just ask. Ask for whatever it is you want. And then this woman in the back starts talking and she's like, um, I just want to let everybody know that this whole panel that is up here before you right now is because Kay Lee cold called me, cold called me and asked because it was a marketing agency. Uh, her name's Amy Matthews at AMI. And I had cold called her. And like from this cold call, we developed this relationship. And that's how this all even came to be. So I think you're saying go after what you want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to... Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go for it. I do want to point something out, though. I found it very interesting, and I don't know if this is telling or not, because, yes, Kaylee, you were a part of this panel, and it seems like you were the one that was, um, like, in the know of the panel and asked Abby and Cassie. Correct. And Cassie and Abby didn't say anything about it. I just happened to know on Friday, because I asked both of them if they wanted to get their nails did for Pride, but they were busy because they had to do this panel. You were the one that submitted a personal story about it as a man, like, you know, um, proud of your accomplishments and what you did, but Abby and Cassie, as women, said nothing. Oh. Yeah, we're not very networky of us, Abby. <laughs> we're horrible businesswomen. No, it's not that you're horrible businesswomen, but I think it is for me being affiliated with Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. I think so. I think that was probably it. I think Cassie had a really good reason because we talked about this just a little bit well, as why she didn't say anything up front. Well, maybe for me because, and I'm being way too deep, but I feel it as women so often we, we are we are told or not told. It's like ingrained in us to downplay our mm. accomplishments and what we do, and you know. Behind the scenes, pull the curtain. I put the schedule together. Everybody sends their personal stories to Bert and myself. And so I'm looking through and I'm like, Kaylee has this one. And then I see nothing from Abby, nothing from Cassie. And I'm like, they better not be downplaying their accomplishments because I'm going to call them out for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's slightly part of it. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just it was a panel and I was like, I don't have anything to say after the fact, I guess I should play up my accolades and be like, I mean, I was so flattered that Kaylee asked me, um, for those who don't know, I also work on Burt's Network Pioneer and I'm the EVP of digital and marketing for it. By the way, we're launching a whole podcasting one-on-one video series. So <gasps> go follow us on social. But yeah. um, it just was kind of like, okay, this was really great. I, I think I posted on Instagram stories and then I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's it because what else is there to say? Because it does feel, and this is no, I'm, it's interesting. Kaylee bringing it to the table. I don't feel this way about what he did, but I felt like if I bring something to the table, it feels braggadocious almost. Mm. Why do we feel that way as women? I, I don't know yeah. because Kaylee talking about it, I'm like, he's not bragging. That's really cool that he did that. Mm. Way to go. And I really wanted to be like, too, if it was for women, why the hell were you there? But no, I wasn't going to do that. Me too. I mean, I was when I first got the invite, I'm like, okay. And they, they, but they wanted experts and then I yes. think they thought that I might be able to, you know, bring some really knowledgeable women to the table, which I did. Uh -huh. And I mean, I couldn't have picked a better two people to be up there with because it was it was just an amazing combination. And Cassie has so much knowledge mm -hmm. and, and I copy her all the time <laughs> in, in the way that we handle the Burt Show's podcast and everything else. And Abby's got a super successful podcast. And so it was just... I mean, I couldn't have come to the table with better people. <laughs> so am I accurate by saying you were downplaying? Maybe a little bit. And to Cassie's point, it's sort of kind of like what else was there to say in the sense that if I come to the table with it, it's going to be a braggadocious situation. Or if I come to it and just talk about it, is it going to be interesting for five minutes? But I will say the one thing that I really did take away um, from this experience was, A, it was a really great bonding thing from a co-workers. We got to go out on a Friday and be a part of something. We were funneling liquor after. Afterwards. No, yeah, yeah sure. we were. And, but Cassie also taught me a really important lesson about being a woman in this industry as well, because when I got to the panel, um, somebody came up to me and was like, hey, just a reminder, you're doing X, Y, and Z after. Mm, yeah. And I had not been told that I was going to do X, Y, and Z after until that very moment. And of course, as a woman, I'm thinking, smile, be a people pleaser and agree to it, even though you had no idea. And I told Cassie about this as I'm like, oh, I got to stay. I know y'all have to leave, but I got to stay. She goes, no, we were not told about this. Stand your ground. And if they had asked a man about this, they would have just said no. So when they came back around and said, let's do it, I said, actually, I was not informed. And I have the Taylor Swift concert to go to. So <laughs> I got to bounce. And then we sat there drinking for like an hour and a half. No, I'm, I'm well, hopefully everybody is feeling OK about acknowledging their accomplishments and that it isn't, I think it's not about the message, it's the delivery. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of yourself and what you're asked to do. And I think it lends to other women being able to be proud of what they're doing. 
And if I could point something out, and I, we were talking, like Cassie hadn't said anything up to that point, too, because she had never been to this event. And, you know, this was a great marketing thing for Pioneer and for all of our individual brands. But she didn't want to talk about it or even bring it up to Bert without knowing, like, the I guess the level of, you know, professionalism it was. And she didn't, you know, like she wanted to scope it out before she went you know, talking about it. Isn't that right? Is about that what you were, yeah. were saying? Mm-hmm. You got it. I like to proceed cautiously, but I am also very proud of Abby because I think turning people down, especially in the moment like that, is a really difficult lesson that I didn't learn till later and you handled it beautifully. Oh, thank Shut you. I down. couldn't have done it without you empowering me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go stop them if you weren't. <laughs> Who'd have thought Kaylee would bring women's empowerment into the studio? Hashtag all women. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Is this the NFL's first industry plant? No. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift for once, but (laughs) there's this fan that was going absolutely crazy during the Chargers game while they were playing the Cowboys. (laughs) Mo knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because you know your team is bad when you see a Chargers fan getting excited and people are like, this has got to be a paid actor. So I was on TikTok (laughs) yesterday and Jack Mack from Barstool explained why he thinks that this actor, quote unquote, um, why this fan he thinks is a complete plant to make the Chargers look better. Now, this incredibly passionate fan may just be that, an incredibly passionate fan who happened to be sitting in a suite with the perfect angle for a television camera to pick her up in big plays for the Chargers. But then you think about it, wait a second, what is the one fan base in the NFL that has the least amount of fans? That's without a doubt the Chargers. The Chargers that the NFL moved from San Diego down to LA and then you think wait what's the most valuable television market in the United States probably New York City and then after that LA then I feel seized by their numbers that the Chargers aren't really stacking up against their competition even though they're in this massive market so what do we do obviously we can market the Chargers more this that the other but why not have a crazy fan go to a game and let her know when she's on camera she'll then go viral on Instagram TikTok Twitter Bada bing, bada boom, she becomes a meme. We get her in some videos and whatnot. She becomes a big-time Chargers fan, and it's a way to increase awareness of our team that needs fans the most in a market that we want the most. When I tell you she's already a generic meme, I was DMing with somebody yesterday who used her as a GIF, and I was like, oh my gosh, we're talking about her tomorrow on the Burt Show. And she goes, who is this? I just I just pulled her. I just needed an excited fan to respond to you with. So she's already becoming mainstream for her reactions. It really did take off. And I guess we live in a world today where even being a passionate fan, people won't believe it and think that there's something to it. I mean, if you put a camera on my face throughout a Cowboys game, I, I'm doing the same exact things. But the only thing that did make it seem like something was a little off was how much the camera would go to her. I mean, they, they did go to her as much as you would go to Taylor Swift at a Chiefs game. Really? And it, and it did make it seem a little weird. But I just took it as maybe the camera guys struck gold when they when they found how excited and passionate she was, and so they kept showing her. Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50. I do believe there are plants at games. I mean, we know for a fact, especially at NBA games, like the kiss cam, there's plants there. Like the proposals where the guy proposes and she turns them down, or like, you know... That stuff, I think, is completely fabricated just to go viral to give the team some notoriety. So in this instance, I have to see I have to see some of the reactions to like try to figure out if I think she's a plan or not. 
It does look a little over-exaggerated. So <laughs> she was actually on Pat McGrath's show where they asked her, be so for real, were you paid to be there? So, Marianne, were you offended by when people like this said, hey, she's a plant, she's working for the NFL, she's a robot, she's an alien, There's, this can't be real, no one's that passionate? You know what? I wish I was getting paid. I wish I could make sure. myself, you know, AI and as beautiful as I want. But at the end of the day, this is me, guys. This is me. Crazy Mama 4, crazy Chargers fan, crazy freaking football fan. All right. Hey, uh, Jordan, welcome to the Burr Show. Thanks so much for joining the conversation. You got a little intel on this woman? Yeah, so she was also found. She was debunked because she was also in a Vikings outfit with uh, uh, face paint, the same exact person doing the same exact thing, always on camera and stuff like that. And she was also in a New York Giants outfit. It's on Twitter. Really? This this is a fact? Yes, three different outfits on Twitter, and it's her. Like, it's her. It's her face. Same reaction, same everything. Just uh, Vikings, she had face paint. Uh, New York Giants, she had, like, the little eye uh, black mark, just a little one. Yeah. So Busted. And it's a fact. So why would she do it for multiple teams? That seems so stupid. Well, to be fair, I've been to multiple professional sports games where I'm not necessarily like a lifelong fan, but I will dress up and get excited. Like when I go to Braves games, I'm a put on the outfit. When I go to a Falcons game, I'm not exactly a Falcons fan, but I want to be a part of the experience. But all those are Atlanta teams. Right. We're talking about some very different teams here. <laughs> I, I guess they figured the face paint and maybe because with baseball it was a different sport that nobody would point it out, but... There's not, there's not enough people out there that need money that aren't willing to look stupid on camera. Come on now. <laughs> I tell you what, though, she got a hell of a job. <gasps> I wouldn't mind getting paid to just right? go to sports games and right? make faces. That's that's a great job. How much do you think she's getting paid for that? I oh. wonder. Like thousands. Thousands a game? I, I got to tell you, so. if there's anybody from the NFL listening, you can show me on camera for free. You don't need Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I will do whatever it takes. Okay, the news is out. Ooh, Britney Spears' is shocking revelation about terminating her pregnancy with Justin Timberlake. I'm going to tell you about how he's reacting on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Oh, so many a-holes walking this earth. And here we are trying to determine if there is another a-hole that has just joined the group. All right, so is she the a-hole for refusing to help her stepdaughter with her baby? I'm 38, and I've been with my husband, Sam, who's 47, for 10 years, but we only got married five years ago. Sam has always known I do not want children of my own, and he's been fine with it. He has a daughter named Leah, who's 25. His wife died when Leah was 10 years old, and I met him when she was 15, and I didn't meet Leah until she was 16, a year after we had been dating. She was a sweet young adult, and we got along great. I didn't move in with Sam until Leah left for college, though. Leah, who is 25, got pregnant last year. Her boyfriend didn't want to keep the baby, but she wanted to keep it, so he broke up with her. She moved back in with us because she couldn't afford her lifestyle without him. She worked as a teacher, and he was the breadwinner. I had concerns about how she was going to raise a child on a teacher's salary by herself, so I suggested getting him to pay child support. Leah didn't want that. My husband Sam thought I should stay out of it. Fine. But once she had the baby around four months back, Leah seemed to realize having a baby is not the sunshine and rainbows she thought it was. Mm. She barely got any sleep during the last four months. All the while, my husband Sam was helping her with the baby while I did almost all the chores myself. Not a problem. But now her leave, her maternity leave is ending. She doesn't want to leave the baby at daycare or with a nanny. Both my husband and I work. She asked if I could stay home with the baby. I said, nope. 
First, it's not my baby, and I never wanted to raise a child. Secondly, I have a job. She asked my husband, Sam, who then asked me to do it instead. I refused, stating the reasons again. My husband, Sam, can't stay home because he earns more than me and it covers more bills. I asked Leah why she can't stay home with the baby herself. She said how she was so young and had to build a career. And I said many people take breaks to raise kids like her mom. And she broke down crying about how she was so tired all the time being a mom and she needed something else in her life too. My husband Sam feels bad for her and thinks we should help her. I suggested she pay for a nanny with her income, but Leah doesn't want strangers looking after her baby. Both of them are pressuring me to stay home with the baby so she can go to work. I'm standing firm on my decision. Leah said yesterday how she wished her mom was still alive since her mom would have had her back. She said I didn't love her and my husband is also mad at me now. That is some manipulation right there. Uh So am I the a-hole for refusing to help my stepdaughter with her baby? Here's the thing. You are already helping by picking up all the extra chores around the house so your husband can help her, etc. Like everybody's picking up slack somewhere to try to help. You, She moved in with the baby and, you know, that's going to disrupt a household. And of course, you're going to do that for your child and for your grandchild, right? But for them to insist, she quit her job to watch this child just because she doesn't want a stranger to watch her kid. Like... Sorry, not sorry. She she is not the a-hole here. I completely agree. And to be fair, like, I really do feel for Leah in this situation. I mean, to have your boyfriend break up with you and to now be stuck to raise this baby alone, I can imagine is incredibly difficult. But as a teacher, like, there are other options for you to be able to... Um, get an income at home. You can be an online teacher. There are lots of different options to wear for the first couple of years until you're comfortable with other people watching your child or before your child goes off to school, you can make it work. So I think it is totally unfair of them to ask um, her to watch her kid. Yeah, I don't I don't think she's being an a-hole at all. Uh, I do think that they are certainly manipulating her. I mean, I get it. You know, you need help. They say it takes a village, but it sounds like she wants her to be the village. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. You got to be responsible for your own actions in life. This is your child at the end of the day. You have to do what you have to do. And no, I, I don't think she's being an a-hole by, by not helping as much as she's asking her to. What gets me is like not only is the ask itself like just audacious to ask somebody else to quit their job to stay home to watch your child. But I can, if I look past that and be like she's a sleep deprived yeah. young mom who's struggling and is her boyfriend left her and she needs something else in her life. I understand she's probably grasping at straws for me. So I don't really think Leah, the 25 year old new mom is the a-hole. I think she's just desperate to get some mm-hmm. semblance of her life back and her life world has been rocked in ways she never thought. To me, it's the husband mm. the uh, or Leah's dad, um, our protagonist, whatever, her husband, who is also insisting that she stay home after he knows that she doesn't want kids mm-hmm. and that it's not her child, it's her step-grandchild, but still, they've been together 10 years. And to put that on your partner, like, I wonder if that is borderline... Um, a deal breaker almost. Yeah, I'm going to give the new mom a little bit of grace because like weaponizing your mother's death to use against mm-hmm. somebody else to watch your child. I'm going to be like, girlfriend, you're dealing with some postpartum. You're in a dark place. I know you wish your mama was here. So we're going to we're going to give you a little grace here. But no, stay on your ground. You, you have it's you're helping out in ways that you can. And you're 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 doing enough. You're doing enough. Hey, the bird show. All right, moving on. Mo, you, it seems to me you just want to have a peaceful 
introverted life, but your friends and family won't let you? That's a part of it. And and I all stay, not only did they drag me outside, they also hit me <laughs> with, with what I am now referring to as the okie doke, in which now I'm questioning if I should ever eat dinner with my family again. What's the okie doke? So I'm going to tell you. So... Well, the okie doke really refers to any time you're in a situation and someone does something in order to get out of something and they think you don't know what they're doing. That's what I refer to as the okie doke. Okay. We both know what you're doing, but you're pretending as if you don't know and now I have to do the same thing, right? Okay. Yeah. And so the reason this it's is, a ruse. is very much that. And so my grandmother is in town for a week and I am supposed to see her towards the end of this week to go to dinner and hang out with my family. The, the, the previous weekend, she was here, but my plan was to not be here. My initial plan was to go away because I had the Friday off, go somewhere, relax for a second, and come back. Now, ironically, and this will, this will make sense in the end, I decided to stay back for two reasons. One, to rest because I don't get to do that often enough. And I said, you know what? Maybe this is one of those times I really just need to do nothing. I took your advice, in fact, Kristen. I did, right? It's you. And I was happy to do that because of the trips and the things that I'm planning coming up. I wanted to save some money. So I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to rest and save some money, right? That's my plan. So in doing that, I reach out to my grandmother and say, Grandma, just to let you know, I'm here. If you need anything, I'm not going anywhere. So just let me know what you got going on. So then they had plans, but she said it would make my day if you could show up just for this dinner, this particular dinner, which is over the weekend. So I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, sure, my grandmother wants me to be there. I will be there. So I show up to the dinner, and th- there were more people than I realized initially because I had a couple aunts there. My uncle was there. Um, I'm there. My lady is there. So it, it's, it's like a party of five or a party of six at this point. No problem. I don't know if other men go through this, but I have realized that as I've gotten older, When you're in like these families and settings and sometimes even with your friends, if you're the only guy there or if it's only two guys and it's a big party, in the back of my mind, I'm watching everybody order things Mm because I'm saying to myself, I'm probably going to end up having to pay for this. That's the way it just normally goes. Really? Always goes that way. So usually if I'm with like my dad or one of my uncles, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's not that bad because we'll end up splitting it, right? Mm -hmm. If that's the way it goes. So that's what I'm thinking. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, worst case scenario, I'll end up having to split this on behalf of my family, which going out to eat with my grandmother, not, not a problem, right? Not a problem at all. But we weren't at a cheap place. Mm. They, 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 they chose a pretty, pretty expensive place, right? So the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm just watching the bottles of wine come, I'm watching the desserts come out. Ooh. I'm watching the extra entrees come out. Ooh. I'm watching the to-go orders come out. Oh. <laughs> For those who couldn't make it. Yeah, exactly, right? So I'm like, okay, all right. So I can't even really enjoy my meal because in the back of my head the whole You're time I'm just like I'm racking thinking, everything up in your head. I'm calculating it, right? The, the cash register is going off in my mind. Yes. So we keep eating and then the end of the, the, the dinner comes and the guy comes by and so me and my uncle are sitting on the end of the table together, across from each other, and then it goes into a wall. So really the only place he could put the check is in between us, which we've talked about this in the past that some waiters will give the, the, the check to the guy, assuming that he's going to take care of the bill. And so I see it. He places it there. And I'm thinking to myself, being that my uncle was the older one, yep. I'm waiting for him to pick it up. Yep. And then if he's going to take care of it, I'm A-OK with that. But I will offer him, like, Uncle, you want me to go half with you? That's the way this is playing out in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I look over to, I think, my grandmother, and I make a joke about something random. Then I turn back around, 
My uncle didn't pull the disappearing act. <gasps> There's nowhere to be found. No. I mean, like, poof. <laughs> Just vanished, right? Gone, gone? Gone, gone. Like, left, left? Left. Out of there, right? So, at first, I thought he went to the bathroom. So I was like, you're not going to hit me with that trick, because that's another trick. That's another okey-doke, right? Oh, yeah. When the check is on the table, now I got to go to the bathroom. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh, it'll be here when you get back. Don't worry about it. Like 10 minutes go by. We're still talking. He never comes back. <gasps> Shut up, Mo. Never comes back. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So finally, my aunt is like, oh, he went to move the car. Well, where's the car? In Florida? Like, where you? <laughs> oh, he been going forever. Why you got to move the car when you're about to leave? A meter? Uh, 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 apparently was was the issue, uh, but even in that case, I would leave my card. Yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah. It, it, Use what you need. Give my give my card to my wife. Go move it. Oh no, no, you're getting okie doked. I'm getting okie. So I'm starting to put this together in my mind. I'm like, oh, the okie doke is happening. I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> right? How do I reverse the okie doke? <laughs> right. So then my aunt pulls out her you wallet. Get, you you got to do doke okie. <laughs> That's how you reverse it. I needed that. You needed the doke okie. <laughs> I needed the doke okie in the moment. <laughs> and so my aunt pulls out her wallet. And then my grandmother pulls hers out. So at this point, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to split it. Yeah. That's fine, too. Yeah. So I pull my card out. And when I put it out and put it on the table, my aunt makes thing of it. Oh, big card on the table. I'm like, no, no, no. No, it's not. Small card. That's not. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't set the sirens off in here. No, yeah. no reason for that. Yeah. And then as she's talking about the, the cards, she waves my grandmother off. Like, she tells my grandma, no, put your money away. Of course. Like Grandma's right? not going to pay. Right. But you normally when you wave somebody off. It's because your card is in there. Uh-huh. Yes. I never seen somebody wave somebody off of somebody else's card in my life. <laughs> this was the first time I ever seen. She just waved her off. And her card was, you know how you put your card in the little yeah. booklet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her card wasn't in there yet. Mm-hmm. So you don't have wave off, like, uh, credentials. You no. can't do that. <laughs> you don't. You don't have wave off. I'm looking, I'm looking at my grandma like, no, put it back. <laughs> put it, put it back. So then she goes, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then just hands... The weight of the booklet <gasps> with just my card in it. <gasps> well, Did tell you, you not the, say anything? I mean, you can't because then you look like you look like that guy. Exactly. So I'm like, I didn't really know how to handle it. And then I also knew if I say something, I know my grandmother. She's going to she's gonna cover the other half. And I would have felt horrible about that because I owe my grandmother so much that I'm like, it's not worth it. But when I saw that man take the card away <laughs> and then bring it back. Y'all, that bill about 500 and change. Oh, I know. At least. Yeah. Oh, man. You need to be sending some Venmo and cash app requests today to your family. You should. And the the funny thing about it, we have to go eat. Because I already promised my grandmother that I would eat with her at the end of the week. So I don't even know now how that's going to play out. And I don't want to cancel on my grandmother. No. Mm. Uh-uh. But... You, hey, if you want to okie doke, be like, oh man, I left my wallet at home. For the, for part two? Yep. The doke okie. The doke okie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else or if it's a single girl summer there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year adam and eve is offering 50 
20% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Hey, the Bird Show. All right. Two girls in one class with one hottie college professor. And they both want to make a move after the semester is over because that is the ethical thing to do. Um, But first, they got to figure out, is he or is he not in a committed relationship? They haven't seen a ring. So they know he's not married, mm-hmm. but there could be a fiance. There definitely could be a girlfriend. So they asked us to do War of the Roses, um, which is what, Abby? War of the Ro- Roses is when we send them a fake promotional email to whatever address they provide for us. And we basically say, hey, you can send a free bouquet of flowers to whoever you want. But um, the, the only catch is we're not actually going to send flowers. We just want the actual details. So we find out who they send those quote unquote flowers to in an attempt to find out if they are in a relationship with somebody. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. So what is it about this professor that has you and a friend battling it out? Yeah, um, you know, he's just, he's younger than you would usually have for a professor and he's just like always just in a really good mood so cute and like you you know just like really takes the time to get to know you and like talk to you and everything you know what I mean so how did this conversation come up with you and your friend that you both are interested in him and that you want to see if he is available So, like, we're both right now just kind of, like, subtly flirting with him, you know, just, like, trying to see what the vibe is, you know, maybe, like, laying some groundwork for when the semester is over, right? You know, like, I... I, I'm not the type of person who would, like, do anything before the semester is over or anything. Um, I just want to kind of just feel it out, you know, test the waters a little bit. Um, But... It's been a little tricky because he doesn't talk about his personal life. He doesn't wear a wedding ring. Um, So we just, like, don't really know for sure what's going on. And, you know, he's been very professional on that and also where, like, he doesn't, you know, make any comments or anything other than what's going on in the class. You know what I mean? I saw Amanda, if you were a betting woman, who has a better chance with him? You or your friend? Me. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting I'm to think. My, is this really about talking to him, or is it more about just winning this challenge? <laughs> um, uh-huh. both. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that if if he is as dreamy as you say he is, he's probably encountered this from other female students. No. You know, I don't know. He's he's younger, so I don't think he's been like doing- been. Okay. For that long. All right. Well, you again. We're not trying to catch anybody cheating here. And the the we we talked about this yesterday. The probability of success here is very slim, just because he could send flowers to his mom. He could send them to his sister. It could be the bouquet he chooses and the card could be very 
um, inconclusive. So you may not get the results you're looking for, but we'll try, okay? Or not we will try. We did try, okay? Okay. All right, so we sent the fake promotional email to the email address you provided for your professor. And he's probably like, how did they get my school email? But whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with photos, of course. In exchange, he's asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a of future order with his friends and family. And he could choose from the following. His options were, you exceeded uh, my expectations. Ooh. Wildflowers are always such an unexpected surprise. Show them how impressed you are with their work with this impressive bouquet of nature's gifts. Then there was suns and roses <laughs> instead of guns and roses, get it? Mm-hmm. Brighten anyone's day with a bouquet of hot pink roses and yellow sunflowers. This bouquet is so cheerful, they will be smiling for days. From cacti to cactus. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it official. Celebrate your long-term commitment with these long-lasting succulents. And lastly, a kabloom. An explosion of roses for the woman who makes your heart burst. This bouquet of two dozen roses will be one she won't forget. We sent the first promotional email at 9.45 a.m., um, he is obviously young and a new professor, probably not on tenure, making a bunch of cash. So he did respond and order the free flowers by 11.22 a.m. So Kabloom is the one that's really going to send a message, right, Amanda? Like if he chooses two dozen red roses. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He did not choose that one. Okay. Okay, good. He sent Sons and Roses. Brighten anyone's day with a bouquet of hot pink roses and yellow sunflowers. This bouquet is so cheerful, they will be smiling for days. He sent them to a Sophia. And it's actually, the delivery is a little further out. It's for Friday, November 1st. So there's some planning going on here. And the note on the card says, Happy birthday, sweetie. Love you always. Daddy. Daddy is right. Oh. <laughs> Abby. Really? <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever talked about having a child? But I guess not, because again, professors, like, you don't, you shouldn't really be divulging a ton of personal information to your students, but maybe he has that kind of open dialogue with the students. Did you know he has a kid? I had no idea. You don't have to no. have a kid to be daddy. <laughs> You got two of them daddy jokes in. We seriously have to get you a date, girl. (laughs) So it it seems like happy birthday, sweetie. Love you always, daddy. You could take daddy Abby's way or you could take daddy my way. And he has a child. Now, I know you said he's younger. It doesn't mean, you know, maybe this is a young child, but you typically wouldn't send a young child flowers. Not on there. Yeah, nah. Yeah, she's probably older. but Unless she's like four or something, you know? You still wouldn't. I mean, maybe. You can definitely send a four-year-old flowers. Don't get me wrong. Um, and it's a very sweet gesture. Nothing against it. I just don't know a lot of parents that would get their four-year-old flowers for mm-hmm. her birthday. It would typically be something else. Um, so. Are we assuming that mom is not in, not in right, still that, there? And that's pit- an. That's another question. I would assume, so the sweetie to me makes me think it's it's an actual daughter and not like a date, right? Because if you're calling someone daddy, they're not calling you sweetie back. That's weird. That's true. 
I think if the mom was in the picture, the flowers would have gone to mom. That's what I was so saying. So I'm thinking maybe her, his daughter lives with mom. And if you think about it, he's younger, but he's still a college professor. So he could be like maybe 28 to 32, which means he could have had a kid at 18 to 20. So she could be a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a four-year-old. And that would make sense to send maybe your 10-year-old yes. who you don't live with flowers for their birthday. So... You know, are you ready to be a mom? <laughs> a stepmom. A <laughs> stepmom. Um, Amanda, it seems like we literally found out nothing. I'm sorry. Well, except for the fact that he probably more than likely has a child. I mean, it's kind of cute. <laughs> it is kind of cute. But if he's still in a relationship with the mom, that that we don't know. So I don't know what other... Listen, here's what you do. What was oh. the daughter's name again? There, well, we I don't have that information oh. and we don't disclose that. Oh, okay. Sophia. It was Sophia. Oh, that's right. Sophia. You're so right. To be sent to Sophia. Sorry about that. Um, so here's what you do. Very loudly in class, you talk to your friend about how you're adopting a cat and you're thinking of naming Sophia because you love that name and see what he says. Use it as bait. <gasps> To reel him into it. Now, <laughs> this is underhanded, and I think you're going to have to come clean one day because this is sketch as heck, but that the, that's going to pull him into a conversation. Oh, my daughter's name is Sophia. And now you have an instant end to his personal mm. life, and you can grow up from there. Did you say sketch as heck because it's, it's involving a child? Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. All right, Amanda, keep us updated if you get any more intel, okay? Thank you so much. I will. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up that this is going to be a pretty sensitive break. We're going to be talking about the termination of pregnancy. So if that's something that's really hard for you to listen to, just letting you know now. And also, if you have kids in the car and you don't want to have to explain what we're talking about, because this is, has to do with Britney Spears and her memoir, just tune out, listen on the podcast later when you don't have the kiddos around and uh, pop back in here in just a little bit. Yeah, so Britney Spears revealed something uh, in her memoir that has been making headlines for the past like 24 hours. This is all I've seen on my timeline. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. So apparently she has revealed that she decided to end a pregnancy that she said was uh, a part of her relationship with Justin Timberlake. And she said in her memoir, according to People Magazine, it was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I'd anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we were ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. It's just, I feel so bad because I really think, and I think she goes on to say if she had been alone, she would have gone through with the pregnancy and had the kid. And I don't fault Justin Timberlake for feeling that way. They dated, I think, between the ages of 18 and 21 in the early 2000s. And that is really young. And they came to that decision together. I think the bombshell for me, especially beyond that, is seeing Justin Timberlake get dragged because after they broke up, he dragged her through the mud. He leaked that she wasn't a virgin and that he took it from her. And he was slandering her name. And this whole time he did that, knowing that that woman was carrying his child at some point. And that, to me, is the grossest thing ever. And I just, it is making me see him in a new light. And I know him and Jessica Biel are saying, like, I'm paraphrasing here, but we wish everyone would just grow and leave the past in the past, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's the publishing insiders are saying, 
Brittany's not trying to come for Justin in this or trying to trash him. She's just trying to tell her story and what happened to her. And it, it just, knowing how much she loves her kids now and how much being a, like having a family was always so important to her, my heart really hurts for her. Like everybody is entitled <laughs> to share their story. And this is her memoir and this happened to her and this is something she went through. So I, I, I don't begrudge her at all. I did wonder, like when you write something like that and it... You know, when you put something like that in a memoir, it's going to like leave a massive wake, right? And you're talking about two of the biggest pop stars in the world that this happened to then and now. I don't, I don't want to say an obligation, but do you give Justin's team a heads up so they can be prepared? Because you have to know that this is going to cause major news. Well, I think because we had seen in the news that there were rumblings about the fact that there were some people that didn't want the memoir to come out. They had heard some of the rumblings as what was going to be in this. And I think we can anticipate that maybe Justin's team did get a heads up. And that's why we even knew about the fact that they didn't want this memoir to come out. As Taylor Swift says, if he drops my name, I owe him nothing. (laughs) He used her, capitalized on her, slut shamed her and launched his career. And I think you can... Justin's, Justin is talented in his own right, and he would have been a megastar either way. But he also used his breakup with Britney Spears to catapult himself into fame. So I don't think she owes him anything on this plane when you're talking about it at all. And, you know, he, he, I don't think making that decision, he has anything to be ashamed of. I think it's how he reacted after the fact. And um, can you elaborate on how he is responding? Because last I saw, he hasn't, he hadn't, his camp hadn't said anything. Basically, they're just saying that they're focusing on their family and essentially trying to keep their head down um, through this because it's going to be an absolute crap storm, especially when the memoir gets released. Now, it is important to note that, I mean, it took him 20 years, but he did apologize to Janet Jackson and Britney Spears 20 years later. And he had mentioned that he failed Britney during their relationship. So he is apologetic and he has apologized, but it took two decades to do it. And then my favorite Britney Spears song is Every Time. Mm -hmm. And I've been hearing that when you listen to that song and you watch it, having this information, that it's very apparent. It's not very apparent, but it could be that she was referencing that time in her life and what happened. The lyric is, and every time I see you in my dreams, I see your face. It's haunting me. I guess I need you, baby. So every time everyone thought it was about a breakup with Justin, but when you watch the video as well, there's a whole scene with a baby being born, mm-hmm. and it really hyper-focuses on this baby, and it's just that paired with that lyric, so people are thinking now maybe it's not just about Justin, but it's really about the termination and the baby she would have had. Yeah, one fan is saying that it's actually a lullaby for her unborn child with Justin Timberlake, so it, it definitely adds pro- or provides new context to uh, a lot of her life, so I'm glad to, that she's telling her story, so now that we can see her music in a different light. So this icon is making her long-awaited comeback to making music. I'm going to tell you which pop princess is back in the studio on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Abby, this is a Burt Show intervention. Mm-hmm. You said you were giving up the dating apps. I know I said that, but what did you do? I relapsed. <laughs> we were rooting for you, Abby. <laughs> we were all we rooting were for all you. rooting for you. I was rooting for myself, too. But you know what? These nights are lonely, okay? What happened? I re-downloaded the dating apps. Which one did you read? I, I know you keep Hinge because mm-hmm. you have a great segment called Unhinge mm-hmm. where you play the voice prompts from douchey dudes. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you download, you re-downloaded another one? All of them. All of them? I have 
all the apps. Oh, 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 wow. You're a backpack. It was like 2 a.m. I felt like a like a crack addict. I was like, I need Bumble. I need all of them. Well, so that escalated quickly. Yes, it did. I she re- rebounded so hard, she even downloaded Grinder. Oh, wow. God. No, I'm not that desperate yet. That's the story for another day. But yeah, I re-downloaded a bunch of dating apps. And one of them, which was my favorite back in my heyday of dating apps, which I say heyday as if I ever had like a good streak with dating apps. It's always been horrible. Um, I re-downloaded Bumble and, you know, I went back to swiping and it has now led me with to another minefield of trying to figure out my dating life, which is why I deleted them in the first place because it was taking up too much mental energy. So I am coming to you to ask you what I should be doing in the specific situation. And maybe the answer is just to ignore it, but I... I kind of do like the challenge of, of having to figure out what's going on with, with dating uh, with dating guys and figuring out if they're into me or not. So I'm in this situation where I match with this guy and he's 6'7". So of course it was an instant, <laughs> was an instant oh swipe, right? This man is so tall. Do you even know what he looks like yes. aside from the fact he's 6'7"? He looked like a blonde gym helper. Okay. Which you know is my type. Yep. Although blonde, it was a little like, oh, I do love the brunettes. So I match with this guy and he says somewhere in his profile that one of his special talents is reaching things on the top shelf. Oh, oh, wow. Way to rub it in that you're tall. Wow, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's a special talent. Mo, you are also tall. I know, but I would never lead with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was a little, I was like, let me rub it in a little bit. But I, because uh, it's Bumble, you have to make the first move. So my message to him was, did you reach anything good on the top shelf this weekend? And he responds. <laughs> oh, man. That okay. was the only thing I had to go off that in his was profile it, huh? was the okay. fact that he well, was she's tall. rusty. Abby ain't been on there in a while. <laughs> right? right? You got to give us some credit. We're going to give you a little bit of a pass mm-hmm. here. Because how long has it been since you've had the apps? Months. Ser- like, seriously, Abby? Like, I don't even remember. No, it has not been that long. I think it's been, when was it, July? So it's been one, two, three months. Three whole months. Uh-huh. 90 days, 90 baby. days. So you're 90 <laughs> days rusty. All right. But that was the only thing in his profile that I had to go off of. Literally the only thing. That's, so, that's I, all he had. That's all he had. I mean, that's all that matters. He was 6'7". Okay. That's the only reason I swiped right. So he was, and he was doing good. <laughs> did we get a response? So then he responds and he says, uh, yeah, your number. <gasps> Ooh. It's not bad. It's not bad. So then I responded, glad you could reach it. Insert number here. And so I was waiting for a text from him. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Four hours go by. Six hours go by. Seven, eight hours go by. Okay, hit pause before you tell us if when he responded. Should she have made him work a little bit harder? Yes, I would say so. Well, I wanted to, too, but what am I supposed to say? He asked for my number. I Like, of course, I, yeah. I'm like, we're either going to message on the app, we're going to message him in the text messages. It would have been funny if you would have sent all of them but one and been like, oh, looks like you couldn't reach that last one. <gasps> Ooh, Where were see, you? See, now you're playing the game. See, that's how you play it. That's so smart. Thank uh-huh. you. So anyway, I want to have a husband. <laughs> Wow, Kristen. It's really cool. Hey, that's what you get for relapsing. I know. Okay, go ahead. So 12 hours goes by and it's 8.30 at night, which by the way, is my bedtime. And that's when he texts me. So you're going to be proud of me for this. Okay. He texts me and he says, hey, it's X, Y, and Z. And so I thought, I'm not ready to start a conversation. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. So I wait 16 hours and I respond when I get off work the next day. Okay. And I said, hey, XYZ, exclamation point. And so I'm waiting four hours, 
like six hours, eight hours, 12 hours goes by. No response from him. Man, these games, dude. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. 16 hours go by. He follows me on Instagram out of nowhere. Okay. And so I'm thinking, oh, he's going to DM me. Four hours goes by. Eight hours go by. 12 hours. No DM from this guy. So at this point, this is just fan behavior. Mm-hmm. You've asked for my number <laughs> and you followed me on Instagram and I have not heard from you. So I don't know what to do at this point. I mean, at this point, I will say I've lost interest, but is he expecting me to, am I not playing this right? Should I be messaging him back? It, it just sounds like a game to me. It yeah. sounds like he, he got your number. He well, nobody a, knows the rules. <laughs> exactly that. And now it's like a standoff. It's like, okay, he waited a significant amount of time probably to say something because in his mind, he didn't want to come off desperate or thirsty, but then you waited 16 hours. So now in his mind, he has to wait more than 16 hours. And eventually it gets to a point where, why are we even playing this, this okay. back and forth? Okay. Is it because this all got initiated on the app Bumble where women make the first move? So mm. he thinks maybe you're more comfortable in making the first move rather than like matching on something like Tinder. That's kind of what I was thinking yesterday and why I have since deleted them. I've now uh, gone back to deleting the apps is I realized that one of the reasons I wanted to delete the apps is because I really like forward, not aggressive men, but I do like a man who takes charge. And I think the dating app sometimes puts men in these positions for women to do that. And I don't want to do that. So maybe I just should ignore it, but or... Call me crazy. Yes, I understand you want to make them work, right? Mm-hmm. And put in some effort, and I get that. But thinking out loud, and because of that, the Bumble app is women making the first move, why don't you just hit him back up and be like, so, dot, 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 you going to ask me out on a date or what? But do I want to go out with him? Do That's what you have to ask yourself, yeah. do you? It's, it's He's six, seven. It's, <laughs> so, yes. So, yes. <laughs> no. No, you don't want to go out on a date with him. And here's why. Because he's playing too many games. It's one thing to play the waiting game. And I I think Mo's right. Like, you waited 16 hours, which obviously you were going to bed. You went to work. He didn't know that. So he feels like he has to wait longer. I think Maybe he was doing stuff too, though, Cassie. No, I know. And that's fine. I'm saying that's fine. And I think Mo's right. But here's my thing. Is he messaged or he followed you on Instagram at 16 hours instead of texting you back? He knew you were going to get a notification. That's weird. That's that's what it's I feel. It's weird. It's kind of creepy. It's like, hey, I'm scoping out the Instagram is not creepy. It's the follow because mm-hmm. you know she's going to get the notification. So instead of texting her like an adult man, you're like, hee hee hee, poke poke. <laughs> I can see you on digital, but I'm not going to text you even though I have your direct number. All right. I'm going to say what I'm not supposed to say. And Mo, I want you to be honest. And this might hurt, Abby. Do you want me to say it or not? How, on a scale from one to 10, how much is it going to hurt? Uh, seven. <sighs> okay, go for it. So, but no, that doesn't make sense either. I'm not going to say it. Because why would he have followed you? He just would have checked it out. Obviously, because I was like, what? If, so you go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what you see, you're not going to follow. If you do like what you see, you are going to follow. That's the weird part. And if you like what you see, why wouldn't you follow up? That's the part I don't understand. Because I think anyone goes to the Instagram. And like, and that was my first yeah. thought is I'm not going to follow you. if I, I'm going to go to the Instagram. Yes. I'm going to look. Duh. If I like what I see, I'm going to follow you to let you know I'm following you and I'm interested. And then at that point, I'm going to stop playing games. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, okay, you know I'm interested. Obviously, I made it obvious. So let's figure this out. But... For him to do all of that and then still go back to the playing the games, that is, it's not giving 6-7 energy, Abby. It's, it's, it's given 5-4. <laughs> I know why. I think I know why. But it's going to be a 10 in terms of hurting. Oh, God. I think. Well, I have I have a fragile ego. So. Okay. Um, he went to the Instagram. Maybe mm-hmm. you guys aren't compatible. But he saw where you work. 
and that you're very successful. So he followed you so he could string you along. You're in his back pocket. Mm. So he can, it, you might not be like his number one. If he were his number one and he wanted to, if he wanted to, he would. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you're incredibly successful. You have sold out podcast shows of Breakup Breakdown. You're on the Burt Show. You're constantly traveling. On is like you have a really cool life, and your cat is super cute too. So I think, I mean, is it possible he saw it, nah, and then realized that you are a catch, and so he's kept you in the back pocket? Oh, that didn't okay. hurt as much as I thought it was okay. going to. Why wouldn't he have shown more effort if his intent is to use her for what she does? Okay, that that was lovely. Very complicated though. A little simpler. What if he's just waiting for you to follow him back so he can DM you and it can go to where you can see the DM? He has her number. He has my number. Why wouldn't he just text? I'm trying. He doesn't want to date her. He's not that interested. Yeah, he doesn't want to date her, but he doesn't want to shut her down because she is successful and probably could do something for him in the future. He is going to use you. I do think, here's, here's my final conclusion. I think he was, I think he got insecure that I waited too long to text him back, whatever too long is for him. And he's like, well, I'm going to follow her. And if she follows me back, that means she's also interested. But I'm just waiting for him to text me. Or maybe he's intimidated because you are so successful. (gasps) Maybe he's not going (laughs) to use you. Maybe he was going to like follow you and hit you up and then saw your amazing life and was like, I can't keep up with this woman. See the mental gymnastics we do. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of weapons going on in here. We're going to... Mo, should she follow him? I think you should be more interested in a man who's willing to do more to get your attention. That simple. That hurt Mo. You're on The Burt Show. Abby is going to solve the loneliness problem for all of the young women of Atlanta. Yes, I'm determined for there never to be another lonely girl in the 404 area code. (laughs) Well, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks where I feel like I'm kind of going through a friendship dry spell. And I think that's really common for people this age. I know that I'm not alone in this. And based off my DMs, I know that there are lots of other young women in this area that are kind of feeling this way. And it's so hard to talk about because I feel like the older and older you get, the the more uh, stigmatized it is to say, I don't really have a lot of friends because I think there's this kind of understanding that you should just be collecting friends throughout your life. But as you're growing and you're, you're changing and your life moves in all kinds of different directions, I feel like you just start to lose friends. And that's kind of what I've been hearing from different women who have been sliding into my DMs ever since I talked about it on the air. And I kind of thought, you know, it's really great that I have this platform where I can put out into the universe. I would like more friends and then people come to me, but not everyone gets to talk on a microphone and have people say, Hey, let's grab coffee. So I thought, what if I use my platform for good and I bring a bunch of girls together that are in the same boat or in the same position who want more friends and we all have a little get together because there's a lot of us. Um, So I'm propositioning a Burt Show listener girl gang meetup in the next couple of weeks. I don't want to put like a date or time or place out there just in case there's any weirdos listening and being like, oh, this I can go meet a bunch of 25-year-old girls at this one place. Smart thinking, Abby. Mm-hmm. So if you want to meet a bunch of other lonely girls in Atlanta. And really you wa- selling this man. Why do you, why do you gotta be lonely? <laughs> we're, we're all lonely. Because okay. we wouldn't be doing this if we weren't lonely, right? <laughs> and I'm saying that as one of them. Like, I'm, I I went home to my cat yesterday and just kind of, you know, diddle-daddled on my computer and went for a walk by myself. So Aww. it's okay that we can, we can embrace our loneliness. But I thought if there are other girls out there mm-hmm. that want to get a little girl gang together, message me and I'm going to put us all in a group chat and I will find us a fun girlish activity to do 
where we can all hang out and have a good time. I love this so much. And I like the idea of keeping it semi-private. That way you don't have infiltrators. Yes, I need to do a little bit of a background check and make sure it's not a bunch of 50-year-old men in their basement. <laughs> Come and hang out with us. That right, would so happen. Tell everybody your handle that they can DM you. So you can find me on Instagram at the Abby Murphy. Slide into my DMs. If it takes a couple hours or a couple days for me to get to your DM, just, just be patient. I'm going to put us all in a group chat and we are going to be the coolest girl gang this city has ever seen. We're going to drink cocktails. We're going we're gonna to cause all kind of chaos. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, she's, how can you not believe it? She's selling it now. <laughs> Lovely girls tonight. All right, Abby's handle one more time. At the Abby Murphy. DM her and she will get your, you into the girl gang. Girl gang. Gang gang. All right. I want to talk about this because I am team switch witch. And I was kind of floored by the backlash this family from Utah got because they promoted that they used the Switch Witch. Now, if you don't know what the Switch Witch is, this family is going to explain it in their Instagram video. So this is from Emily X uh, Levi. So Emily by Levi. And this father shared what he's doing for um, their two-year-old daughter, Aria. Trick-or-treating is fun, but kids don't really need all that candy. So here's what we do instead. Our daughter goes out and has a blast trick-or-treating. When she gets home, she gets to pick out five of her favorite pieces of candy to keep. Then she leaves the rest of her candy in her basket and leaves it on the front porch. During the night, the Switch Witch comes to collect the candy and leave a gift in return. We heard of this tradition a few years ago, and our daughter is now just as excited for the Switch Witch to come as she is for trick-or-treating. This has been a great way to cut back on candy, but still enjoy Halloween. So that's health coach Levi Jensen, right? Mm -hmm. This video has been seen more than 10 million times, probably more than that since then. Wow. And they got so much backlash. Why? The hate they got on this post. Um, so some of the comments. This is a great way to create a child with fear of certain food and start them on a life of disordered eating habits. Another person said, why not just teach moderation? Like it's a great idea, but it's not really teaching her anything. Another person said, horrible parents. Dude, it's once a year. Let the baby have some damn candy. And it goes <laughs> on and on and on like that. So here's the thing. I too have a two-year-old, right? And we limit sugar in the house. Because for young kids with developing brains and bodies, excess sugar is bad. Excess anything is bad, right? Excess alcohol is bad. Excess sugar is bad. So we do monitor and limit the sugar we have in our house. Because I see a noticeable difference in my child's behavior when he has sugar. And it's not for the better. I mean, we have what we've established now with our routine. He sleeps great. He eats great. And I think we can attribute that and mainly to my husband. Because, I mean, as the mom over here, I'm all about the treats and all about going and getting ice cream and stuff like that, which we do. But for Halloween and at that age, there is like they don't need all that candy. And I was just so floored by the backlash because I'm like, this is something that we very could very well could potentially do in our household. I don't see anything wrong with it. And I don't see how it's supporting or promoting disordered eating. And if anything, it is teaching moderation. I got a lot of backlash too. Uh, I think it was last year when I wanted to switch out the candies for like healthier versions. 
I think it's because you're messing with a holiday that people have really fond memories of and yeah. they love trick-or-treating. And it's like, why are you messing with tradition? But the thing is, just because it's tradition doesn't mean it's right yeah. or healthy. Um, I don't think it, I have done a lot. Uh, okay, let me backtrack. I'm not a professional, but I've done a lot of learning and reading up on disordered eating and how to teach your kids about nutrition because of my own past history. The best way to make sure your kid doesn't have disordered eating and doesn't treat candy like um, a prize is to give it throughout the year and not make it a thing. Yeah. So when Halloween, you get all the candy, all that you want all the time. And this is how it was for me. It's a thing. And it took me a long time to unlearn it. So I think getting your kid excited, you're not taking away all candy. Yes, you can have some. We're excited about a different thing. So that teaches your kid they can be excited about candy but other things as well. You limit the sugar. They still get to celebrate. They still get to do Halloween, still get the candy, get a bigger prize. It's not It's not teaching disordered eating. Yeah, so um, one of the, the moms said, some people were commenting, oh, it's just one night a year, but it's not just one night a year. You eat candy at birthday parties and at parades and during the holidays. And like right now, my son's in a, in a preschool, right? They celebrate every kid's birthday. Mm. That's 12 kids in the classroom. Mm. So that's 12 times throughout the year that they're getting candy or cupcakes or cookies. And we also do that. I'm I'm helping the moms out with the Halloween party and we're going to have like some goodies there. So it isn't one time a year. Like by all means, enjoy your life. But I am... I'm hashtag team switch. switch. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like the candy, you can donate it. I mean, the pay, there should be parent tax because we're the one that's walking the kid around or carrying the kid around. Anyway, I was just really floored by, and I think it is that old school mentality thinking, but you know, we've learned a lot um, about our bodies and you get new science and new information all the time. And there's nothing wrong with utilizing that and like changing your mind and changing your theories about stuff. So I just wanted to come on here and support Switch Witch. No one's trying to cancel Halloween. No. no one's trying to cancel trick-or-treating. And no one thinks you're a bad parent if you give your kids candy. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally fine if that's how you want to live your life. It's The Burt Show. You're on The Burt Show.